This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 557, recorded on January 5th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful, well, for wintertime, Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show with some world-class show notes this week. Not too many, but maybe a few out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Big thanks to Aaron Lawrence, who joined me two, three weeks ago now, I guess. I know I'd promised an episode with Sammy. That didn't work out. I took I took the week of Christmas off. Thanks for giving me some time off, guys. I just appreciate that. Thanks for letting me have a couple weeks off. It's nice to get some downtime. And, uh, and so a big thanks to Aaron who came on. If you haven't caught up on that, it's a tight 57 minutes. It's less than an hour. Jump out there, get it listened to. Aaron does a great job. Of course, techgadgetscanada.com is where she is from. And uh, she just does a big supporter of the show and big thanks to Aaron for doing that as well. So big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you are one of those, uh, by the way, if you are one, don't forget credit cards information usually expires at the end of the year for a lot of people like November. My card is November. And I had a few of you where your cards failed. So it's not a not a big deal to me. But I'm just telling you, you'll have to go back into Patreon and update those. If you want to become part of a Patreon, part of our Patreon group helps me do all the things that I do here, giving value back if we're adding value or fun or entertainment or whatever. Join me over there, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I really just have one plan. It's five bucks. If you want to jump in for a month or two or whatever. Uh, and big thanks to many of you who've gone the distance uh, for the last couple of years. Appreciate that. The average guy.tv slash Patreon. Jay Franzi from Franzi and Friends is back. And Jay, always good to have you on. Welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. How was, uh, let's do a quick update. How was your Christmas? I know you you, you, you damaged your neck a little bit or something. What, uh, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, you no. doing all right? Doing all right. I um, pinched a nerve in my back and sent me to the oh. emergency room, but I'm, I'm recovering. Okay. All so, kinds of good meds. Yeah, those kinds of things. In. I don't know how that's going to with moonshine, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how things yeah, go tonight. <laughs> hopefully you didn't take the meds uh, that soon or that recently to it, but, you know, it's I not. Took, I took them with the moonshine. It works out perfect. <laughs> hey, it's an additive. It works It works out just fine. Well, we're glad you're, we're feeling, you're feeling okay. Um, you know, that is, listen, the back is, in at our age, right, the back is the worst, like it, You've, you've mistreated it your whole life. It's usually not in very good shape. Usually we do all kinds like of, <laughs> exactly. we, we don't have good posture. We, we we're maybe not as exercising as much as we should sometimes. Right. And then the back goes and I talked to a lot of guys and that just seems like it's the worst. I I've been blessed. I shouldn't say this, but I've been blessed with a, with a pretty yourself. good. No, I know. I don't believe in jinx, but, but, um, I've been fortunate uh, not to, but I know a lot of guys and gals that, that do have that problem. It's just miserable. Is there, does, does it, is this happened before? Are you going to get better? Is it going to get back to normal? It won't last forever, will it? No, I hope not. Lord, I hope not. No, I've had a pinched nerve once before in my neck and it went away. So I'm hoping this one does okay. the same. Okay. All right. Well, we'll try to keep you, we'll try to keep you upright and active during the program here. We'll see how uh, that goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes indeed. 
Christmas time here in the U.S. while we while I was taking some time off was a little snowy. I think Jay, where you were at, you spent some time in the Kentucky Tennessee area for Christmas. Did you guys get some snow on Christmas Day? Was it a white Christmas for you? Kentucky was. Um, we spent Christmas Day in Kentucky, and it was snowy and kind of it got kind of miserable. But then we drove to Tennessee on the next day, and it was beautiful. And when, by the time we got down there, the snow was gone, and we stayed on a lake, and it, it was very nice, about 60, 70 degrees. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's the it's one of the things, you know, we'd had that super cold front come through before Christmas. That was before, right? And then some 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 white Christmas, or maybe it was that right after Christmas, we got that Arctic blast. doesn't really matter. Um, it, it got really cold, like really cold. Uh, here. And it got me thinking about fire because, <laughs> right. What doesn't, you know, what, what, what's not better, especially uh, on, on the not. So, you know, when it gets 20 below or zero, yeah, you can't really go out and start a fire, but right before Christmas, for whatever reason, I started looking at these solo stoves. You're familiar with them. The ones with the holes in them and they burn the wood efficiently. Have you ever looked yep. at one of those? Yeah, we, we have them all over our neighborhood here. We have a different one here at the house. We have a propane one in the back, but oh. no, they have the those all over the house. They keep them in the driveways and yeah, yeah, pretty cool. They're kind of portable. They get oh, you yeah. can put them on stands. You can they're super efficient. And and I is I think I must I think I talked about these uh, at the on the um, uh, Black Friday show, and I had been watching the prices go down and down and down. And uh, finally, Black Friday was the best deal. I haven't seen one since. Free shipping on them. You know, just, just, they were throwing in all kinds of stuff. So I wrote a post about it. So what I, what I want you, not necessarily you, Jay, right now, because we're doing a podcast, but the listener head out to the average guy.tv. I've been writing a few more posts, just kind of goofing around during the break, seeing if uh, taking, you know, taking, um, oh, taking a run at some writing again, just to see, I still don't really like it all that much, but I'm going to give it a try. But I wrote this article, The Benefits of a Solo Stove, and why I still might get one, even though I missed the best deal of the year I might get one. So if you're thinking about it, uh, if you're driving, certainly don't do that. But at some point, head out to theaverageguy.tv, look for it. Uh, benefits of a Solo Stove. I think it's five benefits of a Solo Stove, and my, why I might get one. Would you get one, Jay? Have you ever thought I about would. picking Absolutely. one up for wood? Yeah, Absolutely. What, 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 what do you like about them? Uh, the convenience. It's absolutely convenient, and, you know, yeah. the it makes the neighborhood around here just, you know, people walk around and you can sit out there by the, the fire. It's, I mean, it's just nice. I mean, I really like it. Like I said, ours is propane. It's kind of fixed in its one location. Can't really move it around too, too easily. Yeah. So I think that's really the best part about it. Well, and I, so I threw it on the discord group. Let me, let me jump over there really quick. I threw this out in the discord group a couple of days ago. And uh, got a couple comments. Uh, Joe Wallace from this is the the Discord group says Joe says my neighbor, uh, my neighbors all have them and love them. If I didn't build a stone, and I'm in this, I'm in the same boat. He said if I didn't build a stone fire pit in the patio, I'd have bought one as well. The best feature is nearly smokeless, so you can walk back to the house and not smelling like a firefighter. And and I did the same thing, right? I built this gigantic fire ring. It's got kind of solo technology built into it. Um, but it's, it's kind of out there. I kind of, the, the reason I thought about buying one is because I wanted something closer. And the, the problem with the old fire pit was it was too close to the house. And so the smoke would go in the smoke would go in the house. And my wife hates the smoke smell. So I, so I thought, 
you know, I do too, but not everybody enjoys it. So I thought maybe getting one of those uh, might uh, might help. Schoonover said uh, we've been considering a bonfire. That's the brand. That's one of the models. Or a Yukon, first for portability. There are a couple spots in my backyard that may work for a fire pit. It'd be nice to try different spots. It's a great way, you know, you're not kind of committing to where it's Just at. You can, your yard. Yeah, you can kind of move it around, which makes me feel bad that I, because I probably spent as much on all those, uh, no, because I reused the bricks. But, you know, I probably spent a couple hundred bucks putting that together. And uh, that's all they are. They're two, three hundred bucks, right? He says, um, it'd be nice to try different spots. I'd love a nice fire, but the smell that comes from one of my neighbor's fires is not something I want to inflict on my own downwind neighbors. This past Saturday, St. Paul, a farmer's market advertised that they'd have two bonfires going. They'd be giving out hot dogs and bratwursts. Why wouldn't you go, right? Um, I was wondering how they were going to do the bonfires in downtown St. Paul, but as I walked up, they had two solo bonfires going strong. So approaching them downwind, I could smell the brats roasting, but no bad fire smell. Pizza oven, they have a pizza oven version as well. Uh, add-on for the bonfire in Yukon is interesting as well. I'm extremely surprised that they introduced the Mesa. That's a tiny little tabletop. I think it's a little too small, to be honest. Little tabletop fireplace. Um, he says he's, uh, I was extremely surprised that they introduced the Mesa tabletop campfire. Envision legal department at Solo had many questions, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, it's, well, yeah. And Bob says, uh, Bob says in chat, you mean a candle? Right. That's and what I was kinda, I don't know if you've seen the Mesa. Love it's, it, Bob. it's like this, it's like, you know, not even a foot tall and maybe, I don't know, eight inches wide. It's, I don't know. Would you, would, let me, would you go in your backyard and light a little fire, no. like on top of your, Yeah. I guess the whole idea is that you you can roast marshmallows with the mesa. You know, it's like the perfect marshmallow roasting. You know, start the one, fire. For one person <laughs> who's eating marshmallows by themselves, Jim. Well, you know, you know, you never. I know. mean, we we have them like they put them in their driveways, and when they have block parties, and everybody can go from house to house and stay warm. But they also have them at all the events in town. So I mean, they're all over the place. The little carnivals and things. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. do things like like you're talking about marshmallows and s'mores and stuff. But I want to put the the big fire pit in the backyard. Yeah. We're we're on a, a neighborhood lake, so a little tiny body of water. And if I put the fire pit out there, it'd just be a nice place to sit. Right now, ours is propane and it's up against, or not against the house, but up on our patio. So it's not quite the same and you don't get the smell. Yeah, no, certainly with propane, you wouldn't get that. It has its own kind of Nasty unique smell. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of its own, its own ambiance is, is is all call it. Yeah, I don't know. So I I, it, I had it all, I had it in my box, like I had it in my 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 uh, my cart ready to go. I was ready to drop. It's probably going to be about two hundred eighty bones, you know, to pick it up. And then I was like, no, no, not bad at all. But then I was like, and I just bought this computer and I just bought a VR headset. And I just bought, like, I just bought all these things. I was like, do I really, do I really need another place to burn things? You know? Jim, so I laugh only because I told my wife, Christmas is over. We got to tighten up now. And I went out today and I bought a mattress. And while we were there, we bought a TV. I'm like, okay, we need to leave now. Yeah. 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 You know, right on, right on. Well, 
um uh go out and uh, go out I, I wrote a little post about it just some thoughts on why and benefits of and such if you give me and give it give it a lift i just appreciate that head out to the average guy.tv you'll see it it's, it's right on the front page if it's not just go to the search and put five benefits solo stove and you'll see it in the search and um you can check it out jay we uh, uh originally we we're gonna try to get fola to join us and she couldn't she's she's your co your co-host on um, um frenzy and friends um but we, we wanted to talk a little bit about productivity because it's the new year, right? Now, productivity is important all year long, but a lot of people are thinking about that. And I want to think, I wanted to kind of think of it from a kind of from a tech angle because there there are things. And w- listen, we think about things like to-do lists and reminders and some of those kinds of things. I asked out in the Discord group, again, if you want to join the Discord group, I'll, I'll probably spend in 2023, I may spend a little more time bringing Discord comments in because I'm finding you guys are doing a nice job of doing this. Brian out in the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord, join us out there. He said, um, for me, it wasn't something that I found in 2022, but something that I refined, and that was exploring ways to help facilitate learning for my students using tools uh, on Microsoft Teams, which Teams has gotten. I mean, Microsoft continues to build out Teams. Do do Jay? Do you use Teams on a figure on a regular yeah. basis? Yeah, I use it every day. We use it as part of our organization, and um, right now I'm doing a big project for the state of Kentucky, and we use it there as well. So we use Teams, the the Teams meetings, and all of the the corresponding pieces of software. I mean, it's a between that and the whole Office suite and everything. We've yeah, we use it yeah. pretty heavily. I think Microsoft's intent is that. Teams becomes the hub of everything. Now I don't know how well you know how, the, how sometimes that hasn't always worked well for Microsoft, but it, it has some quirks you know. that I'm not happy with. But for the most part, yeah. it's it's pretty decent piece of software. Yeah, well, Brian, I was I was interested. You know, you talked about using it with your students, and I always kind of think of it as a kind of enterprise or a work tool. But there's no reason it couldn't become the center of communication and um, learning in a learning application. It certainly is, is, uh, could do that. And, and my, my wife's work, they, they are teams lists right now, but they'll go office 365 next year. And I think teams will come in and replace their phones. I think that's really where for a lot of folks, you know, you can, with teams, you can use a headset, you can use a handset, you can use a headset, you can just forward it to your phone. Right. I mean, there's lots of best feature right there. I mean, because if I'm on the road, I could take a call in the car and still be in a meeting. And if I'm in a place where I can use the phone, I can still see the, you know, see everybody on the screen, <laughs> see the presentations they're giving. So yeah. it's, it's definitely convenient. Yeah. And if you yeah. switch, it just seamlessly switches from, you know, if I get to the office and I pull up the laptop, open up the laptop, it says, would you like to switch to this device? So, yeah, it's very. And you go, and you go yes, please. Yes, thank you. Uh, Brian says everyone in our school org uses it, students and staff alike. I work with high school age students. Not sure how young the elementary school uses for. I, you know, I, I would say Brian uh, on the team side, and I don't mean to make this a team's conversation, and we're not sponsored by Microsoft, but the the um, it's easy enough. I mean, it's just like any chat client. It's just like yeah. any. I mean, there's just so many things. We've just started to scratch the surface on it. We're a, we're a Microsoft organization for all of our communication stuff. And there's so much, have you, are there any tools in there that you would, that you would think are outside of the normal communication tools that you use Jay, or are you just primarily using it for primary communication stuff? 
Well, they're using it for communication, so that's what we typically use it for. We do the group chats in there and that type of stuff as well, take phone calls in and out of there. Um, that's very convenient because now there's no longer desk phones. Everybody just calls through Teams. And like you said, we can take that on the cell phone. But the the biggest quirk I have is you can't move the windows. So if you're talking to a mm. team of people and say you get eight people on the call, yeah, it yeah. automatically resizes windows. It automatically shuffles them around. You can't click and drag one to a different location. You can pin one, but you can't move them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that bothers me because a lot of times, too, you end up in the, the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, and you could potentially be covering somebody that you want to see. Yeah. And you, you can't move those windows. And if, mm-hmm. if somebody knows a way, please tell me, but I haven't been able to find one. Well, I find myself, like, on Zoom in Teams looking at myself. Like, I think that's a lot of people do that, right? I mean, let's just admit it. That's what we do. We look at ourselves, <laughs> right? And so what on Zoom, I move myself to the center as close to the camera as I can. So it, it just looks like I'm looking at the camera uh, or at least close to it. You know, I've I've had folks, you know, who I've been talking to them on teams, you know, and they're like this right. Right, the whole time. And that because that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm over I'm for them. I'm over there. And you're like, hey, could and it doesn't matter. This is the crazy thing about that. Where they're looking doesn't matter, but it makes us more comfortable when. We're at least facing forward, right? Well, that's like you on the screen right now. You're here to the left, so I I keep looking yeah. over here to see you. Yeah. But if I look straight yeah. ahead, I'm. I'm do I, do I need to move? Do I need to move oh, myself over? So dude, that makes such a difference. <laughs> Put myself. Okay. Well, I'll leave it. We'll leave it this way for a while. That way, you're yeah, welcome you know, to I'll my show. Have to <laughs> have to continue to look at you. Um, yeah. So it it is. Uh, so with teams or with. Um, with Zoom, I can manipulate it a little bit to get the to get them in the right places, so I still can kind of so it still kind of looks like I'm looking in the right place. I can't. I struggle with that on Teams, and I think yeah. I heard there were some updates coming that were going to kind of fix that. But I I still would like. Why can't that just be an open palette where you just you move them and size them the way you want? Right. You know. Yeah. yeah no, that would be great. I'm sure they didn't have that. You know, even that thought when they were creating it. But yes, it would be very convenient. Yeah. No Google, yeah. the Google suite, we used that at one one time and you were able to move everything and change things. Mm-hmm. And it's tough when you get used to one piece. Like I get used to Google and then we switch back to Microsoft and you know, now I'm getting used to that again. Yeah. But when you take on, like we took on Google as a client, so we had to use their suite of products as part of the deal. So now that Google's no longer a client, we can go back to using Microsoft Teams. So <laughs> Ryan in the chat says, by the way, great comments, chat room. You guys are you guys are rocking it tonight. He says, NVIDIA's new eye contact feature uh, of NVIDIA broadcast will actually digitally adjust your eyes to look right at the camera, even when you're looking off at notes. Now, how creepy, how creepy is that gonna be when you turn your head and your eyes your still eyes stay still right you're <laughs> like one of those paintings you walk through and they're always looking at you. And at what point do they snap back to the what if you close your eyes and you're and they're still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like they they'd be painted on your eyelids. I can't imagine. Uh, Ryan, I love the I love this idea, and in it and it makes sense in most cases. I mean, I squint a lot anyway, so you can't a lot of times even see where I'm looking. Um, but it it, it would be, I think it's going to take a little bit of work to get that worked out. 
I don't know. Chat room, I, I want to hear from you on this. Does it matter if you look at the camera or not? Uh, your preference, I, not whether it's right or wrong. I'm just kind of wondering, do you like it when some, like I can look, I can stare right at the camera right now. Do you Dude, like it when you're freaking me out? <laughs> exactly. Do you like it when you look at the camera or somebody, somebody's looking at the camera or do you not care? So put like or don't care. That uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Ryan says it was a bit unsettling when we demoed this week, but it works quite well in practice. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I saw the word demoed and I thought it's a demon. <laughs> like, it yeah, could, that makes sense. It, it could create some weird artifacts, you know, and, and I, I think that'll be interesting. I just bought a new 3060 Ti, so maybe I'll be able to use that here. I wonder if that, yeah, who knows? Well, it's um, guys, thanks for your comments both here in the chat and keep them coming, uh, as well as in the Discord group uh, around that um, from a productivity standpoint. I want to think about it. Jay, I want to ask you this question. You know, I just kind of redid my desk, and I think the desk for most of us is the center of our productivity suite, right? And for me, you know, adding, I added an additional curved 27 inch uh, 2K monitor, which for I watch a lot of YouTube, and so that kind of makes sense to like, yeah, I could have gone 4K, but there's I'm not really watching 4K content, so 2K is perfect for what I'm doing in most cases. And um, so I've got curved, you know, I got the Mac, and it curves right into PC, and then it goes right into a flat wall for a four P of four monitors for work. And then right above it, I got my. You do I, hear what you're saying, right? Yeah, I do. Right above it, I got one leaning in. That's the TV. I can go to the Fire Stick for that, and then I got a monitor, and then I get the weather over here on the. <laughs> so, like for me, into these four monitors over <laughs> here. I well, I, I did see, I did see Bob and Ryan playing on a really on a curved on a Samsung. I think it was in CS on a curved Samsung monitor. Ryan, throw the 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 description for that in the chat. That was super curved. I mean, it wasn't just curved. It was like, you know, right? And I heard Ryan say, you know, from a gaming perspective, it kind of makes sense. You can kind of look around, you know, and well, be like, okay. You, I mean, I, I don't have a curved monitor, but I've been thinking about it. I've been doing two or three monitors typically on a, on a workstation. Right now I only have one. But my workstation itself I bought to, to curve and wrap around me. So I, I used to do a lot of work in, in the music business, and you'd sit at these giant consoles that would stretch from left to right, and you'd have to roll your chair to get from one end to the other. And, the, and if you had a computer monitor, it was dead center, so you'd have to roll back to it to see. And then they started making the, the workstations where they'd wrap around. So when I built this new room here, that was one of my, my key things is I had to have a desk that would wrap around. And that way, I, at most times, I have three laptops, one center and one on each side. And so I could just turn and work on this one, spin to this one. But I lost the ability to have two monitors. So because I have audio monitors to my left and right, I can only have one monitor in the center, and it's flat. But I have the flat screen TV on the wall, and I use that as my second monitor now. Mm, yeah. And that works for you? It's it's it working. It's, it's not yeah. ideal because the flat screen, if you're looking at something small, it's still a good distance away from you. But yeah. if you're using it like for streams, if I want to put something that I want to share, it makes it very convenient. Well, uh, Ryan just threw this in chat. You should consider this, the new Samsung Odyssey Neo G9 57-inch and the G9 49 
57 inches. Of cur- it, it's, it's almost Ryan. That's gotta almost be full, like a half a circle around you. It's kind of what it reminds me of that you're, and now that I've been doing VR stuff, you know, that is literally full circle. It's kind of creepy that way, but so Jay, for you then, um, cause you know, I'm, I love monitors. That's made me super productive. I love being down here. What's your, for you, what, from a technology perspective, what, what makes you, and maybe, you, you know, thinking about in the last year or two of that, what makes you productive or what do you, what do you really lean on for productivity? Well, to comment on your monitors, I loved having multiple monitors, especially yeah. if I could get away with three was always ideal for me. When I had one in the center and one on each side, that was very convenient. I wish I had that now. I could do it. But if, like I said, if I did it, I would lose the audio monitors. And being a, a mix engineer, that's really mm-hmm. more important to me than the visual. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was important to build this room and to keep it as streamlined as possible. So that way, what I do have on my desk is within reach and easy to use. So I I have really just well-placed things, and I try to tweak it as I go. But like anybody else, you get muscle memory. So you want all of the gadgets and you know faders, in my case, or things in places where you can just reach them. So I have like, I don't know how much detail you want on my desk, but I have things very strategically located. So yeah, I, really, I mean, I really like g- that. Give me an example. Give me an example of like what, what's your go-to, what are your, maybe your two or three go-to things on your desk? All right. Yeah. So I, I have the Rodecaster Pro for things like this tonight um, in for our podcast as well. So I use that. That's over to my right-hand side. I don't change much on it, so it sits over to the right. I might occasionally reach over for a sound pad or something, but I know yeah. right where that is. I can just move my hand, yeah. hit the pads, come back. But the faders never move. They get and the, the muscle memory for that's really important, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you, you're you're already trying to do something. You don't want to have to, you know, uh, what, now where was that button? Right. Which one is that? You know, yeah, I'm yeah. not reading the screen to see what, you know, the sounds are. So I yeah. just reach over. I have them color coded. If I want a glance, and I can just go ahead and hit a hit a sound pad. Uh, Jay, one of the things I've been looking at is we're th- is we think about Rodecaster Pro. Somebody might say, "Well, I'm not a podcaster, so I don't need a Rodecaster Pro." One of the things that I think everybody could could benefit from is one of those stream decks, right? One of those. Hey, do you have Do you have one of those? I do. That's what what I was going to tell you. That's the yeah. strategically located piece. I have the the trackpad here, the Apple trackpad, and it places right up against the stream deck. So, I mean, I just push it right up against it. So as I'm using my mouse, I can also just reach up and tap a button. And for those who don't know, the stream deck is just a series of macros. I have the large one. I think it's 32 key, but I can just move my mouse around and like for stream deck or for stream yard, I have all of the functions that you can do within stream yard on the stream deck. So I can switch the the camera angles or the camera views and so forth, the comments. And for me, what's more important is I use Pro Tools in the audio world. So I have all the Pro Tools shortcuts and things that I want to really quick access to. And like you said, it's muscle memory. So I don't look at it. I just know if I'm on the mouse and I'm in this area, I can just reach up and click. Mm -hmm. That's very convenient. Yeah. And, and I think speed things up. It's, I've been looking at just getting the, I think it's what, 12. It's four, four, eight, 12, uh, three rows of four. Yeah. I think it's 80 bucks. But I, I've been yeah, thinking of expensive. Yeah. No, they're not terribly expensive. And I've been thinking of like having one of those here by, you know, I've got 
two, I also have two monitors, although I've spread them out a little bit because they're on either ends of the curved, of the curved monitors now, which helps because now when I'm looking at either one, I feel like the sound is coming from the, the monitor, so to speak. But I thought about for like StreamYard, for like things that I do on a regular basis of programming those, you know, programming those to the stream deck. And like you do, just, I don't know if you need, most people probably don't need that, but maybe 12 is enough for me, you know? Well, I do have the large one and I bought it just because. I don't think you need it because you can switch pages on it. But I will tell you, like my screen for for StreamYard, I'm looking at it here, is 100% full. So there's enough shortcuts and things you can do that can fill the full 32. Yeah. And same thing with Pro Tools, I have that full with 32 as well. Can you do 32 and then a switch, which gives you 32 more? Yes. Okay. Endless. Yeah. Endless amounts of, yeah. and eventually you'd have to remember, okay, what, pa- which what palette? Which page was this on? And at that point, it's no longer useful. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's, it's, it's as good as your memory, right? From that, but from you that know what's standpoint. Re- and there's icons on them too, isn't there? Yeah. You can yeah. like for StreamYard, I, I have icons, so all the different screens, the same thing you would see on the screen. On Pro Tools, I don't. But there's others, like you can use multiple stream decks together. So you can have a large one, a small one. Or what's convenient, they have a foot pedal, which is basically three buttons that you can use with your feet. And that's convenient. So when you're talking, you can just step on a, a button. Or maybe nice. maybe you're having a conference call at work and you can just step on it to mute yourself. Yep. You know, things like that. So that's pretty convenient. And they also released a new one that has a bar across where you can swipe your finger across it and has rotary knobs on it as well. Mm. I did see the one with rotaries. Yeah, with Mm -hmm. the knobs on it where you could, I'm I'm assuming, adjust sound or. Well, yeah, especially in the world of music to be able to just reach and pan something from left to right without having to use your mouse. Bob in the chat's got a good suggestion. He says, if you can't decide if you want a stream deck. They have a version you can run free on a, your favorite tablet for 30 days. Then decide what to get after that. Or it's, it's sub $25 a year if you're going to stay on the tablet. So you could turn that. I'm assuming, is that does that have to be uh, an iPad? Or can you put that on Android, Bob? Um, I guess that'd be my question. I, I mean, I can on an look. iPad. I think, I'm, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Bob will probably tell us, but he could probably use it on a Android. It seems like yeah, it's... One of the things I like about, I'm sure they've got it on Android, but um, one of the things I like about the Stream Deck is it's it's compact, sits on your desk, doesn't move. You touch the button and it doesn't move. You know, if you get it, if you put it on an iPad, I'm not saying you shouldn't do this, but I've got my Surface Pro in, and I use all, I use it for all my home automation, you know, home assistant is the dashboards are on the, on the touchscreen and it's on the dock. It doesn't go anywhere. Like there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, you touch something and the thing slides Slide. across your desk, right? Yeah, Bob Bob does say iOS and Android. Well, it helps me with my mouse, the mouse track as well, the trackpad, Holds because it. it pushes up against the stream yard or the stream mm-hmm. deck, and it doesn't move. So it's very convenient. Dual purposes. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I, I had never, I mean, I've seen stream decks forever, and we... I was up in our at our churches in our in the, their technology area. You know, they have quite the setup just for church. Like it's amazing what they have. And they, every PC has a stream deck on it. And I was, 
asking the engineer guy who kind of runs the platform. I was like, yeah, really, you know, t- tell me more about this. He's like, Oh yeah. Boom, boom, boom. He's like this, that, this, that. And I was like, huh, then that might be something worth trying to see if I could automate some of the things that I'm currently doing, you know, to save time. It is definitely one of those things that you don't need and you can do everything without it, but for convenience sake, it's, it's impressive. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that does one thing and it does it well. And is it, uh, Bob says it runs on Wi-Fi. Are they Wi-Fi connected or are, are yours, are yours connected USB? USB. USB. Okay. Mine is, I don't know if they make a Wi-Fi version. Uh, if maybe they did, that'd be pretty cool to sit back on a couch and. Maybe he's thinking about on a tablet. It's going it, to, those are going to run Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah. Stream Deck Mobile requires a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, you need to be on the same network, right? And that and that makes sense from that perspective. Okay, anything that's those are three really cool. I mean, yeah, the the Roadcaster. Okay, not everybody. That's that's pretty spot, podcast specific. We've talked about this before on this show. These microphones are handy to have at work, even if you're not a podcaster. Like people, right. <laughs> you do calls, and then people are like, oh. Oh, you sound really good. <laughs> like, like I have a microphone. Right. It doesn't have to be an expensive one either. No, so. no, no. You can get away. Anything else then as you think of on your desk from a productivity standpoint that adds to your productivity or that you really enjoy having? Yeah, I have a, again, it's not for the typical person, but I do have a mixing console, a, a, what they call a fader pack in front of me. Mm. And I use that for music mixing. Um, I would normally rather have the, the roadcaster in front of me when I do the the show, but for mixing, it's important to stay in the center of the speakers. So that's why I have that in front of me. And that's just a, like a giant, um, roadcaster pro. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. nice and convenient to have for that. And that's USB. It's just, again, one of those things that you don't need because you can do everything in the software, but it just makes it very convenient to touch a fader or move a knob versus having to move your mouse and find things. Yeah. No, right on. I, listen, I, I am not one that I went through an era. I went through two Max, Mackie, uh, FX Pro. I can't remember that, whatever the names of them. I spilled wine in both of them. But I, I like physical, I like physical keys. I don't want everybody's like, yeah, just run this thing and you can run it virtually on your, like, no, no, I've been a windows guy too long. You don't run anything <laughs> production that you're going to rely on in the moment on windows. Cause it'll do something crazy on you. It'll lock up. It'll blue screen. It'll, Does you know, I always wanted physical <laughs> as, as, as often as the day is long, usually on that. Hey, let me ask you, uh, so you're a sound guy. Uh, an audio guy. Let me ask you this question. If I was going to, I've got desktop speakers, you know, I've got shelf, what do they call them? Shelf speakers. Is that what they're called? Where, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a para Roland MX eights. I think I've had them for 25 years. I mean, they're old now. They still work. So I use yeah. them, but if I were to replace them, would I go, would I, would I go wireless is it still best to wire them in? I mean, for keyboard and mouse and all those other things, I mean, I could do Bluetooth. I could go Bluetooth speakers everywhere, right? Connect all kinds of things to them and have incredible convenience from that standpoint. But where do you stand on that versus wiring? I, I like to wire keyboards and mouse for sure, or mice for sure. Any thoughts on the speakers? Absolutely. No, no wireless. Not okay. for me. I mean, I do have a, 
it's funny. I do have a wireless speaker, but it is not for production purposes. So I have, um, I think it's a JBL brick, and I can take it Bluetooth, and that's fine. But for actual audio production, no, I, I've got it wired. And I take it a step further. I like powered monitors. So I have a pair of Adams powered or Adam powered monitors. And those are those are nice. They don't require anything else. I used to have the, the matching subs, but I've designed this room to not need the subs. So, but I, I like having the high-end audio in front of me, but wherever else I go is, is not high-end at all. It's either okay. my car or speaker or my earbuds. Yeah. I was uh, on uh, thinkcomputers.org with Ryan and Bob. I was on their show. We were talking about things we wanted for Christmas. And I was thinking of Edif- Edify, Edifier uh, is that a brand of, of speakers. Mm, it's escaping me now. It doesn't matter. Two audio inputs, which I would use both because I have the Mac and the PC. I want to bring both in. Today, I only really have one on that, on this set of Rollins. Just have one input. So it's nice to have that. But it also had the option of Bluetooth, which was which I thought was kind of nice. I am I have a Bose, um, I have a Bose Connect. I think these are called Connect Two Bluetooth portable speaker. Um, really bought it for the deck when we're out there. But it sits on my shelf here and is actually Bluetooth connected to the TV. So when I have the TV on, I have a whole separate control for that and a speaker behind me. I don't mind listening to the TV on a speaker behind me. It doesn't have to come out this way, right, type deal. But it gave me some flexibility. So I like that ability. Uh, Joe says in chat, he says Bluetooth generally, and I agree with him on this, Bluetooth audio is generally horrible. It's um, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's an old (laughs) it's an old um, protocol, right? I mean, it's it's it was it was designed in a different day. Bob says red wine used to be the number one killer of notebooks. Some marketing collateral I seen. I don't know if it's still true, but highly likely. Well, I've tonight, ruined tonight. It's moonshine. <laughs> exactly. I've ruined two uh, two monitors, two Mackie um, Edifier. Yeah, that's the one I'm I'm talking about. Edifier. Yeah, th- those are the two I mentioned. Really nice looking and hundred and I say hundred twenty five bucks a pair would replace these two. Didn't pull the trigger on them because I was buying a bunch a whole bunch of other stuff, but. I thought I'd ask from from a a guy who does music, like, okay, for the stuff that I really want good quality out of, wired or wireless, and you're but what you're saying is wire everything. If you really if you're an audiophile and you want that level of content, keep yeah. it wired. And if you're willing to I know it's expensive, but if you're willing to bump up to five hundred dollars, you mm-hmm. can get a really nice pair of Atom monitors. Um, and they go up to, you know, thousands a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but you can get a really nice set that would be great for computers and YouTube and all those things for 500 bucks. Um, I've got mine sitting on my desk at desk level. They're over on the side. They're pointed right at me. Is there an optimal way oh, to yeah. have speakers sitting on our desk? I mean, when we think about productivity, what's the, if we're going to have speakers and we're going to spend some money on them. What's the best possible placing of them? How geeky do you want me to get? Uh, mildly geeky. All right. <laughs> um, they should be in a triangle format. And if you have them in front of you on your left and right, your head should be at the point of that triangle. So oh. you should be receiving it. They should okay. be tilted in at 60 degrees. So if you keep them on the side of you, I think it's 63 inches apart from each other. 
in your triangle. So your head should be at the 60th, you know, at that yeah. same distance apart at the peak of the triangle. Um, and if at all possible, you have separate speaker stands. Mine are on anchor stands, which are cast iron, very heavy. So that way the vibration of the speaker doesn't move mm. from with the desks. So yeah, if you have it on a desk and it vibrates, your desk is going to vibrate because it's not that sturdy. So the more sturdy of a of a base you can give it, the better the speakers, when it pushes out, it's going to truly push out versus vibrate Got and it. come back. And go back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So my setup's not very good. That's what you're telling me. Depends <laughs> on what the purpose is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, listen, I'm not an audiophile, right? So, I don't. I mean, yeah. the purpose of having the triangle is for a very good stereo image. That's why you try to keep the monitors, the computer stuff, out from the middle of it. So it, okay. by me having one monitor, I'm still disrupting my stereo image, but it's not as bad as if I had two. And it's definitely not as bad as if I had the three. Could you do one and then your speakers and then on the on the to the right and the left of those speakers have mon or have monitors? I th yes, you could. I mean, yeah. there's a few yeah. different ways. What I would like to do is kind of like we have mic arms. I would like my monitors on arms like this. And I can, when I'm mixing, I just push them down underneath the desk. Okay. And then when I want to use them, I can pull them back up. That would be ideal. Bob asked the question, how much do you notice if you say turn one of those speakers? So for you, you've got them aligned. If one comes off just a little bit, do you notice it right away? What you'd notice is the difference in your stereo image. So if you have a singer that's supposed to be in the dead center of wow. your stereo yeah. image and you move a speaker, that singer might do this. Now, would you notice it right off the bat? If it's a singer, maybe, but if it's a guitar, probably not. So you just notice a difference in that stereo image. And yeah. I mean, you can get very precise. Like these were done with laser beams. I mean, I sit in a chair where I'm going <laughs> to ideally mix wow. and someone wow. puts okay. lasers and they put, that's why you can kind of see these panels back here. Yeah. There's, there's big ones up in front, and they're all strategically placed, except the ones in the back are decorative. But the ones up front are strategically placed with mirrors where the sound reflections would go when you're playing music through the speakers. Hmm. So you can get But very, that's part of your job, back. right? That's part of your job is to, to do this for a, for a guy like me. Uh, although I do love, you know, you can buy those little laser pointers that you that you use for your cat and dog. It really right? doesn't take much. I mean, it sounds like a whole lot, but it's, <laughs> it's just an afternoon of, you know, yeah. painstaking. Move it another centimeter. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I put mine, I've got ones that are, they're totally wrong. It's right. And one's right in front of me as, as I'm facing this way, one's right in front of me, the others to the right. Right. But as I turn to, I'm watching YouTube now on the 2k monitor. Um, okay, all of a sudden now that right monitor is with in, in a better, yeah, it's kind of in a better spot. I think for most of us, it's kind of what we get used to. Eventually we start hearing it kind of based on uh, close enough, you know, for a lot of people, right? Don't you think? Well, I think most people are just playing music in their car and their car becomes the ideal place. I mean, even when we mix records, the very first thing we do when we're done mixing is let's go see what it sounds like in the car. Mm. I mean, because that's yeah. where everybody's going to be listening to it. Yeah, true. True. And the biggest, the whole, the whole point of having the speakers and everything perfectly is, yes, it gives you a very good stereo image, but the biggest purpose of doing it is for the bass frequencies. 
So what happens is if you're in a, like this room is rectangular, so it has to be rectangular to, to work ideally. And the base frequencies build up at certain um, increments as you go back in the room. So if you're sitting in one of those increments in one of those sound waves, the, uh, the highs and the lows, if you're sitting in one of them and it sounds bass heavy, you're going to mix your, your audio with no bass in it. You're going to keep lowering it. But then when you go to the car, you'll notice there isn't any. So the better you can get your room to sound as flat as possible, the better it's going to translate to your car or to your living room or in a TV or radio. Yeah. Do you prefer live sound to to headphones or do you would you rather be doing most of your work with headphones? No, I do it all. Mixing I do with the the speakers, anything else I do with the headphones. Okay. Yeah, I mean I might listen to a mix with my headphones, but everything is 100% speakers when I'm just mixing it. Mm. And that, it, do you, is that common yes. or for, for most, for most audio folks, yeah, you yeah. know, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I've, I just spent a lot of time. It's been 30 years working in Nashville. So I've done a lot of records and I've worked around a lot of people who've done some really big records as well. And everybody mixes with their speakers and not everybody mixes in an ideal treated room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, not everybody can afford it. Not everybody does it. I mean, and it's not like yeah. it, if you bought monitors, you could have your room pretty close in an afternoon. So it's not like it's unobtainable, but if mm -hmm. you really want to go all out, there's people that'll come and tune your room and fix it for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah. Most yeah. people use the, the monitors. Yeah. If I could no, fix I've, in the car, I would. Yeah. Well, if, if you're, if you're producing for a car, you ever thought about building a studio inside the house that's just shaped like a car? No, I haven't, but the, <laughs> what I, I did try to do is we talk about all this wireless and all this stuff is mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. tried to get stuff on my laptop so I can make mix changes when I'm, when I get my mixes done and if I could just take the laptop to the car uh, and yeah. make the final tweaks. Yeah. But now that I have yeah. a room that sounds, that sounds good, I don't typically right. have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's certainly a unique for you, a unique, um, or not not as common. I, most of us aren't mixing music that way. But, I mean, I do know folks who like to have good audio at the desk. And, uh, you know, I I was surprised when I bought these speakers. I was just like, oh. You know, this was 25 years ago when we were oh, still using speakers. Yeah, they're fantastic. Now, on the ones I have, the sound, the volume knob is scratchy now. So... I just turn it up full blast and, or maybe three quarters. And then I mix everything else to kind of match that. But, um, at least I think that's what I have it at now. So I don't touch it. I never touch the speakers anymore. Cause I don't, you know, though, then it starts going from left to right. And so this is why I'm kind of thinking at some point I'm going to need a new set, you know, be like, well, at some point I'm going to have to drop, you know, 150 bones on a new, on a new set, you know? You could actually get, um, there's a company named Behringer who makes, you know, oh, yeah. consumer, yep. prosumer level stuff. Yeah. They, they make powered monitors. You could probably get for that price and get yeah. you know, really good. You well, were these, about, these edifier ones, it's about that same price. You yeah. were talking about the volume in, on your yeah. speakers. I went out yeah. and got one of these things. It's an SPL meter. And I have the. Show it again. There you go. 
Yep. This is an old one. I think it's from Radio Shack, if you want to know just how old it is. <laughs> Radio Shack. Nice. But it still the works. Shack. It's really good. And what I do is I have um, the Scarlet 2i2 to, for my audio output. And I have the marking of 90 SPL on my Scarlet, so I never touch it. So that way, um, when I'm listening to music, whether it's mine or somebody else's, it's always at the same level, so you're always making the same decisions. What happens is if you listen to music at different volumes, then the sound is different. So your your bass reacts differently at different volumes. Okay. So if you keep it, everything consistent, it helps you. And then yeah. 90 decibels is usually the optimum. 90 decibels. But 90 decibels. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah, for most of us, it's just trying to get good sound, you know, out there. I I, I like Jay Madison, who we have on, the, our other Jay, who we have on from time to time. He's got the most immaculate, and he loves desk setup, and he loves just neat and clean and crisp, all the cords put away. I could not be more opposite. I'm more eclectic. I've got different size monitors and different places and different orientations, and constantly moving them around and I'd doing more like things him. with them. <laughs> you look good. I, I have everything in a place and like for muscle memory, it's really because I'm anal, but mm -hmm. like I have, um, you mentioned typical desk stuff. I have the wireless keyboard and mouse, but I have a second wireless keyboard and mouse behind me. So when I have somebody <clears throat> here in the, the room with me, if I'm mixing a song, I can throw it up on the, the TV and if they're trying to show me something, they can just take the controls and make the adjustments. Ah, so that's pretty convenient. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. So for me, I have the full-size keyboard and the trackpad up here, and there's the smaller keyboard without the number key and a regular mouse in the back. Do you, do you know what the resolution of your TV is that you have up there? No. Okay. It's a Samsung. Just big? <laughs> um, it's big. It's not that big. It's, I think it's 43 inches, 43-inch mm. Samsung. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's, it's good for my space. It's nice. Yeah. And I find, uh, you know, you can, I love that idea of, we do this at work all the time. We'll be working on something together and it's, and we have, we have desks with big TVs at them all over the place. So like, let's just go, <laughs> let's just go to a conference room and we'll start working on a shared monitor, right? So that we can be pointing things out or no do this or no do that. And it's just a lot easier that way. Eh, not as much during the pandemic, but we found that we were sharing screens. Like, hold on, let me just share my screen. What the the crazy thing is, pre-pandemic, that was a big deal. Like, right. hold on, did. yeah, hold on, let me share my screen, and then it would take it was like ten uh, minutes of how do you do it? Which button I was? It? Can you see my what? screen? Can you see it now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now it's like let me just share my. And before they're even done saying it, Pop. the screen is up. Yeah. You know, are you seeing it now? Yeah. Okay. But they still ask. Well, I think it's a, it's a nice courtesy, right? I think that's another one of those, like, just to make sure before we move on, you're seeing it, right? Okay. Let's, that's, that's fine. But it's just, just funny how quickly we have defaulted to, let me just show you, let me just share my screen with you, you know, type deal. So, um, but that works. I had, <laughs> I shouldn't tell on myself on this one, but I was in a meeting and it was getting a little heated. And I said, let me just share my screen. And she goes, don't you share your screen again. I'm so sick of seeing that screen. Cause I had, I had been, I'd belabored the point by sharing my screen too, too, too many times. She was not, not really happy with me at that point. I said, Oh, oh I'm, and there were two other folks at the, 
in the meeting too, really young, you know, kind of new to the company. And you could just kind of see them <laughs> you know, kind of back away. Like, yeah, Oh, oh I think, I think it's mom and dad going to fight. Is that what's going to happen here? I well, I love that. Go ahead. I was just going to I could tell you something real quick on the same point. I was in a meeting yeah. the other day and things were getting heated in the meeting and somebody was getting, you know, chewed out and things were going on. And there was a guy presenting, so he had his screen shared, and you can see the comments coming up on the bottom of his screen and saying, oh, man, oh. he's really chewing him out, and they just, and the guy didn't realize it. Oh, so he's yeah. just talking about what's on his screen, and the messages just keep coming up. You see what he's saying to him? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, but, yeah, pop-up notifications. Those are those. Killers. Yeah, they have been, you know, and I think, you know, pr- pre-doing this, there were some folks who would, you know, maybe type a few inappropriate things in there, <laughs> you know, and you're like, Oh yeah. Um, Bob says, uh, Bob says how, um, oops, nope. That's not the one I was, I want to look for. I'll take a second to pop up. Um, we'll get, there he goes. So Bob says, first rule of presenting, never share your primary screen where your messages come up. And that is yep. that. Yes. And Bob knows. Spot on, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob knows it's, it's early on, <laughs> we had a situation like that, but it was like an all hands where it's, so we had like all the company in there and someone shared, and then these comments were coming in on chat, you know, it's like, oh, you're just embarrassed for him too. You're just like, oh, well, these were oh. some comments that could have got somebody fired. Yeah. Yeah. No, right on. Hey, Jay, from a um, productivity standpoint, when we think about a software application that makes you the most productive. What do you think? It doesn't need to be new, but what do you think? And and maybe besides your, the specialty stuff you have to use for editing. Sure. Do you have some, do you have some organization or something that you, you like to use? Yeah, no, I use, um, I do a lot of project management. So I use Trello and, yep. um, you know, they also got monday.com and those type of things. They're good for different purposes. Monday.com's got the Gantt charts and stuff that are kind of cool to look at, but Trello's just, you can put up boards and you can stay pretty organized by doing that. I stay organized with my general stuff. Like I, I talk to my phone probably more often than most people do. Just remind me to do this, put add this to my calendar, you know, let's add this to this list. So those type of things keep me from, from forgetting things because I am old and I do forget. Yeah. I mean, my wife will tell me something and I'll walk away and forget what she told me. I don't know if that's because it's my wife or because, <laughs> or maybe a little bit of both. More both. Maybe a little bit of both. But yeah, so I, I mean, I use those type of things. I've got a, a whole bunch of stuff t- like to my left of me, and I mean, I've got just my laptop. It's got the the calendar, the notes, the um, the reminders f- f- that tie into my phone. My production computer's also there. Uh, my laptop's a Mac. My production computer's a Mac. And I've got the iPad and the whole Apple suite of whatevers. And I like the fact that they just all sync. So it's seamless. Right. Like right. tonight when I need to, to log on to this with you, I just pull up the, the email that's in my production computer versus my laptop or my iPad or iPhone or I this or I that. So those are good for me. But Trello is the one that I use a lot for, for work, staying organized, or even shows and projects. Um, there's trying to think what a, oh in work we use a software called win team win team is a scheduling mm-hmm. software 
that I can schedule a team of people, but it also ties into payroll, into billing, so everything stays consistent. But other than that, no. I mean, most of the stuff I do is in production world or even podcast yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people think of you know, Trello. It's gotten really, really popular. I use Microsoft To Do for my. I have daily chores. I've kind of taken uh, when I when the pandemic started. And I came home. I kind of took my first hour or two like a farmer would and get all his daily chores done. There's all these things I needed to do every day. So I just made a list of them and I still, I know I could probably go through them without forgetting one, but it's still like a pilot. I still go through my checklist every day. Did I get all my, did I get my chores done? Right. Chores, my daily chores. They're ch- it's like checking Facebook and Twitter or those for work, work related stuff. But I think the thing over the pandemic that's made me the most productive, and I know it's going to sound kind of weird, but it's having timers everywhere. Right now I can, you know, it used to be, you know, you maybe have an egg timer or whatever on your, in your kitchen, but now I've got the Amazon device. I've got the Google device. I've got the, this, you know, the, the, I, the, the watch on my wrist and I can literally call up a timer. You know, when we have the Amazon devices all around the house, I can usually call up a timer, you know? So when I'm making coffee in the morning, I say, Hey lady, set a timer for, set a, a coffee timer for eight minutes. That's the perk timer, right? And then it'll go off and I'll I'll watch the coffee for a minute. What would be awesome is if the stove had that. I'm just waiting for, because (laughs) as soon as it starts perking, then I just pop it over to low for six minutes and I say, okay, send that timer down to the studio. And I grab my stuff. I I time it. It's like, it's a, like a dance every morning, right? By that time I have the dishwasher empty. I've, I got my breakfast in hand and I've got a cup of coffee. I set the thing to brew and then I come down here for six minutes and then the alarm here goes off. Let me tell you, I so, hope my wife's not listening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, those are my chores. Just, those are my regular chores that I have to do. I, I always wonder, do. hear her <laughs> saying you empty the dishwasher and you make coffee. No, <laughs> those are two of my chores that I, that I do and that I do each morning. Um, then having being able to send that timer to a different device in a different room, oh yeah, it has been. And then of course with cooking, it has been you know the ability to get a pasta timer, you know pasta timer, meat timer, and whatever going all on the same device, or have two timers going on Alex uh, on uh, the A lady almost said it. I've got I've got mine <laughs> muted, and then. Like uh, the microwave timer right above me where I can just, you know, now I just, because it's right in front of me, just boom, it's off, right? So, yeah, multi-room timers, Bob says, multi-room timers, yes, for the win. That has been just in being able to send, to start a timer in the kitchen and send it to the studio or send it to the garage or, you know, whatever. So Say it on my phone and send it to my watch. Like, all those things, they're super, they're super, super helpful. I don't know. You do, does that, do, do you use timers at all? All that day way? long. Yeah. If yeah. I didn't, I would forget everything. I have yeah. timers for meetings, timers to pick my kids up, timers to wake up, mm-hmm. to get my kids to school or. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I've got timers for everything. I, I do have your A lady next to me, by the way, the, I've got the, I think it's seven or nine inch screen. And I, it sits over here and gives me news updates all day yeah, long. Yeah, 
yeah. things that I probably shouldn't be paying attention to. I put mine behind me for productivity reasons, right? Yeah. So it's here uh, on screen. You can see this yeah. right above my left shoulder, but yeah. um, I, I didn't want it. it I've got enough. <laughs> I've got enough. Although I think eventually it's going to end up, uh, it's going to end up there. Uh, Ryan's checking out. He says, all right, headed out to another event here at CES. Great content so far this evening. We'll have to catch the rest of the show probably on my flight home. Ryan, safe travels. Thanks for checking in. That's It's not easy sometimes you, to check in from Vegas on these kinds of things. So, Ryan, thanks. We're looking forward to having you on the show here in a couple of weeks. Um, Bob, you're not far off. Um, uh, he says, I need a coffee maker here in the studio. I Sarah, actually, when she brought me the Nespresso, it, the intent of it was to come down here. But that thing's too loud to brew. I don't know if you've ever used an espresso machine. That thing is loud, you know? So I couldn't. I was like, no, we'll leave it upstairs. What, 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 that, what I did end up doing is getting a, uh, a, a bigger coffee mug for down here so I could pour that up. And then that turned into the percolator that tur- or tur- we, we had a plug-in perk, and then we had a, I bought a, a, a stovetop perk. And so it just keeps getting, you know, it keeps, it keeps evolving. Um, I've also thought about having water down here. It'd be nice to have like a a small little water thing, yeah, so I wouldn't, you know. But the then it's like, dude, there. yeah, dude, just get up and get water. You don't have to be that lazy. <laughs> well, dude, that, that fridge back there's been very convenient. Yeah, of course it's filled with Fireball or whatever else. No, right on. Yeah, I know, right on. Yeah, uh, Bob. Bob says, uh, "Hey, a lady, tell me what day uh, it is in five minutes." You could do that if you wanted to. Um, Bob says, my problem is someone told me that Nespresso tastes like freeze-dried coffee. No, um, it, it's actually pretty delicious. Those, those Nespresso guys are pretty um, pretty picky about their their coffee now, but I like it. It's a good, I mean, for instant coffee, it's, it's some pretty good stuff. Jay, anything else as we, as we think about wrapping this up, anything else from a productivity stuff that makes you, pro, that makes you productive or makes you better? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a handful of things. Um, to mention a couple more things, I think this desk thing that you brought up tonight is kind of convenient and kind of cool. I also have two lights that are strapped, you know, attached to the desk. That's been, a, I know it seems like such a simple thing, yeah. but for work calls and stuff, it's made a, a big deal. I mean, it's really helpful. Now, they're probably a little bit more powerful than they need to be, but they've been very helpful. Yeah. Um, as far as productivity stuff, I... I have stuff like across the room. The biggest thing to me is the organization of it all and how I use the stuff. Like even for something as simple as my favorites list in my phone is sorted by my managers and by my clients. So I muscle memory can get, get me to a number or asking the, the lady in my phone to make the phone call for me. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of things are amazing to me. But the biggest, biggest thing I could tell you that I do that helps me is I make use of commute time, whether that oh, be, yeah. um, you know, using that power list to contact all my managers as I'm driving to a client location to do check-ins and, you know, hey, Jim, you know, how are you doing today? Is there anything I can help you with? What are you working on? What can we do? Or it could be something that's just monopolizing the time and trying to read, you know, book on tape or a podcast or something like that. So 
I really try to focus my, my commute times to be productive. And then one last thing that I probably shouldn't do, but I do have three laptops during a day for three different projects I work on. And I, um, multitasking is bad. We're not supposed to do it. I get that. But if I'm working here and it's time to, I'm at a stopping point, I can then turn to this one and get caught up over here. And then I bounce between three laptops yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just making use of every, every minute in the day. Yeah. This idea of a safe state, I think is important when you think about the three different laptops. Uh, you know, I have a Mac and I'm, you know, for here, I've got a Mac windows and then work, which is windows. And so the ability to work and save state and not have to worry about, because sometimes, you know, if you're doing two things on one machine and you close, you, you get into it and then you close, like, oh, I don't need this window. Oh, I need it, you know, type deal, right? Um, for me, real estate is everything, but um, being able to save state purposefully, I think is what I hear you saying. Oh, yeah. I'm being um, very strategic. Yeah. My yeah. My personal laptop is a Mac. My two work ones are PCs yeah. and to be able to switch between them seamlessly and keep everything 100% on their own device. So this project doesn't get confused with any other project or I don't have to think about the file management, right? File management. That's another thing. I mean, we do it right. in the audio world, but in podcast world and just in my corporate life, keeping track of all of the files and, and having a, a system that works for you. It doesn't matter yeah. what system, as long as you can recall things. Just like muscle memory, again, it's just knowing where your files are so when you need them, they're there. Yep, yep. Because you can, ha you can have the greatest file system in the world if you don't know how to find them. Right. <laughs> you know, or, or, or get you back to it. take 20 minutes to search for something, then you're out of the groove. Yeah, no, right on, right on. You get out of that zone. Bob asked you a good question. I think he says, uh, what's next on Jay's must-have want list for the studio? Oh, there's a couple things. I, I would really like um, to switch to a curved monitor that, that went along my desk because I do have that kind of, it's almost like a V-shaped desk at this point. Um, I would like a monitor that curved along with it. So I, instead of having two screens, I could split them up. That would be nice. Um, I think they've got that now. I think Bob and Ryan saw one of those in Vegas where you can pull it in. I mean, you kind of determine the shape of it. Oh, that I don't know if that's, is that what you're thinking the about? The shape of the monitor. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. No, I didn't know they yeah. had that. that yeah. Would be the cool. curve of the monitor. I think it's just the, I think it's just the curve. I don't think you can shape right. it any other way, but yeah, I thought I remember cool. them talking about that. That may be coming here. Yeah, because right now I, I use HP flat screen monitors. And if I, when I had the two, I could kind of bevel them in in the shape of a V. But um, there's a couple microphones I'd like to get as far as studio gear. Um, my wife and I, we, I just ordered a, a reclining massage chair for right behind me so I could sit in here and goof off when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> that's, that's a little tempting, but cause I need a new chair. The next thing I get is a new, this, I bought this one during the early, early pandemic, maybe the first week of the pandemic, I went and, and got it. You know, it's a cheap, like $80 chair and I have absolutely, it doesn't, it doesn't hold its, I mean, it rocks. It doesn't hold its, it doesn't hold anything. It goes this way and this way. And yeah, oh yeah. Creaky. Yeah. yeah. This isn't a bad chair. I mean, you can see it. It's um, a Shaquille O'Neal, so it's got the 
the seat cushion of a monster. Yeah. But the, uh, to answer Bob, I guess the number one thing I'd like to get right now, I'm looking to get three mirrorless cameras in a, um, ATM mini pro. So it's the three mirrorless camera in the video switcher form. That would be my next big purchase for the studio. Okay. Okay. And why, what, what, for what application? What, how would you use For those? doing more interview stuff and talking okay. to people. Like okay. I could have yeah. um, people in the studio and everybody would have their own camera. And you can use the, I don't know how familiar you are with an ATM mini. It's kind of like your stream deck for video. It's yeah, okay. just able, you yeah. just click on a button, switches to this camera. They all, all three cameras plug in through an HDMI cable into the ATM mini. You can have four, four cameras, depending on the size. They've got a small one and so forth. But you can have as little as four cameras. And so you just press camera one, camera two, camera three, or four, and it switches between them. So if you have three cameras and you're interviewing somebody, you can have one camera on both of you and then one on each individual. And depending on what's going on, it's literally just a tap of a button. And it all goes USB into your system, and you can throw it out on StreamYard like it's anything else. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. What a, there was a company that uh, that did this for a lot of years with video. You'd bring, and I forget the name of that. Um, it's escaping me now. Um, I want to say Yeti, but that's not the right. That's the, that's the, anyways, there's a lot of cool stuff coming like that, I think, with video that, that just Problem makes it expensive. That's super expensive, but I think it's going to get cheaper. I think you it's good, like everything else. Decent mirrorless camera. You're looking at a thousand. You can probably get them as low as six fifty somewhere in that ballpark. But yeah. you look at three of those, and you look at an ATM Mini. Yeah, you're looking at about a five thousand dollar purchase. Yeah, and, you know, convincing the wife I need a five thousand dollar purchase is not easy. Uh, we found. I think we no, <laughs> no. I mean, you, you got to kind of justify. Um, you got to kind of justify that for sure. Hold on. We've we've found this monitor for you. So let's oh, God. let's go to hey, Jim, the, can you share your screen? Uh, yeah, can let me share hold on. Let me let me share my screen with you. I don't see how's it that? Yet. I don't see yeah, it. Oh, yeah. oh, Here wow. it is. It's Corsair. Uh the the um it's got handles on the side. Yeah, the Flex forty five. It's got handles on the side. Let's see if I can get the video. Watch this. Did you see that? That would be awesome. Do you think that that's what you're... I wonder how far do you think it goes? Because that's switching... Be, yeah, okay, when you see the back, it's switching between yeah. flat and curved. Yeah. And not a lot of curvature in there. I mean, as we're, as we're watching this on screen, I know this is riveting yeah, for audio, audio listeners. But um, basically, so, it's got two handles on the side. And you can you pull those handles down, and you can kind of pull it in. Boy, that base better be pretty heavy. To right to to pull that in, otherwise you're pulling the whole thing see, in with you. you. See right there. I wonder. Yes, the Here, handles are the... attached to the the back of the TV, but I wonder if you could use a mount. Like right there. More, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's it's like yeah in the back here. If you took the stand off, could you mount it? Yeah, I don't because know. if you could to... mount it on one of those monitor arms, that are kind of like our mic arms. It's only $2,000. Only. <laughs> I would not spend $2,000 on a monitor. What? 
But you can audio. You, you I, can, I would do it all day long on a monitor. Yeah, I, not, I love so having much. the monitors. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of creepy. Bob Bob says or uh, Brian says, "Wow, that's wild," and it is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, maybe we'll have to when Bob and Ryan are on. We'll have to um, get the details. We'll have on. to talk about it. Yeah, they I, they got a they got a chance to um, to take a look at it. I don't. I'm not sure I would necessarily like. I I don't know if I would make it flat and curved enough to make that. I would feature. do it one time and never move. <laughs> right, right, and then it's just at that point it just makes sense of finding the right curve the monitor right for you. Yeah, yeah. Like my yeah, lights, right. my microphone, the two lights, and there's another camera to my left are all on mounts and all the mounts mount right to the desk. And I would like my my computer monitor is on a base, which sits on the the point of the V-shaped desk. So if I could, I would much rather have the monitor on an arm on a mount and that would free up at least a good half a foot of desk space. Yeah. And it yeah. would also push the monitor back further, which would help me with the audio, the stereo image. Well, okay, I'm going to take that one farther. So, basic, based on what we talked about tonight, I want that monitor to be on a on arm that has that remembers settings, so like that I can be okay. Desk. Yes. So I, when I'm sitting down, it it will come in. When I want to do some VR at the desk, I can put the VR and it pushes all my monitors back. back. Right. And it, it just moves them back to an area. It doesn't matter where they're at, just so they're far away from me, right? From that standpoint. And then, like you mentioned, either a sit down or a stand up configuration, then where I hit those. Because, listen, moving nine monitors is not practical for stand up here. Like I'm locked to sitting down. I just, I just am. I, there's no way I'm going to really move these things. But in that kind of scenario where if I've got them on, on some things where, I mean, I guess, yeah, I could bolt them all to a single desk and the desk could go up and down, whatever. But it'd be super cool if that, that those were all in memory positions where you would hit on the stream deck, you know, stand up mode and they would all move up. Dude, this is <laughs> a stand up cool desk here and I've got everything mounted for that purpose. And I found the right height of the desk and I've never touched it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm, I don't know if I'm afraid to touch it at this point or what. Plus also when you do that, you have to think about the cable management because you can't have tight cables and tell your desk to stand up because then all your stuff gets pulled off right. the floor. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. really have to think every, I mean, I yeah. know it sounds simple, but you have to think that stuff through and how you're going to do it. <laughs> Bob says, I want the Mercedes Benz right. button for displays. <laughs> Uh, and, and yes, both the Samsung and this Corsair one are two grand. So, yeah, you watch, um, Leo Laporte, right. On the, his tech yeah. shows. Yeah. I'd he has that, him, yeah. the monitor built into the desk. Right. That's, right. that would be ideal. I would yeah. like two monitors built like kind of at that angle in my desk. So this, it doesn't block the sound at all. So, I mean, that would be, a, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah. 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 The only problem right. is then when we're having conversations like this, I'd be like, yeah, Jim. Well, that is, yeah, that is the thing. You know, you could put those on, on sliding, you know, so you could, you could push a button on the stream deck and they, <laughs> and they move up on, man, we're planning our future, aren't we? 
Oh, it's actually everything we've talked about. Super possible. It's not like it's, you were trying to create artificial intelligence, right? It's, um, well, I don't um, know. I mean, I know, again, this is an audio podcast, but if you look behind me, you've got two chairs back there in this couch. So it's a nice little sitting area, but it's literally just sitting. It's no place you're going to just lounge out and be comfortable. Yeah. So we were looking at this chair. Um, my wife wants to buy me. And just to put it right here behind me, and it would be a lounge chair with a, the uh, massage in it, and I could just sit here and watch the TV. I think she just doesn't want me in the house. But, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. So I'll sit yeah. here and I'll yeah. you know yeah. have something to sit on. But I think those little things that make your space comfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right on. I be, be getting the TV, you know, getting the monitor that I'm going to watch TV off of at the right angle, so that when I, I so I can sit here, put the chair back, and it's at a per, it's at a perfect angle, eye angle, so I can watch TV like this is pretty great. Yeah, you know, put the feet up, and it's like then people are like, well, but why don't why aren't you watching TV on your 43 inch screen and the other? Because then no, I have to go in the house with the wife. You got a point. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah. There. You got. A Anyways, well, some good, um, uh, yeah, uh, Bob says, or your wife really wants to watch you <laughs> work. Um, no, and, and he does say, anywhere around <laughs> the first time someone does tight cable management on a standing desk, everything drags off the desk. Right off the desk. Right off it, and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've thought about that. And they have the little um, basket thing, the metal crate. You screw to the bottom of your desk to keep all the stuff in. Yeah, that's that's not going to help you. No, because it no. keeps everything nice and tight and out of the way and looks really good. But as soon as you move that desk, your computer's on the floor. Like that's one thing we didn't discuss. I have the Mac Mini to my left, and it's sitting on um, the the expander ports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what yeah. company makes that. I we talked. We had a long conversation about those with Dave Jackson on Saturday and asked the podcast coach because he was he just got a Mac Mini too. Um, I think some of those from a productivity suite, I mean, we didn't talk about this. That could be a whole show just on docs. Like oh, yeah. the productivity that you can get out of a doc, you know, um, can be, can be, you know, taking just your laptop and in one with one plug in all the things it can do, yep. you know, that's my office. I yeah. take my, my PC. It's a, it's a Dell and I take that and just plug it in and it connects to everything. It's in, you know, two additional monitors. So with my yeah. laptop, I ended yeah. up with three. I, um, well, I, I brought one home from work and I've just, so it's a USB-C into my laptop and it, it fires three monitors, which is great. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, I'm using the Mac mini, so I only have one HDMI. So I have to use an adapter for the, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the TV. Mm -hmm. Which isn't bad. You, if you get something on two different screens, you don't notice the difference. But if you're right. if you have the same thing on each screen, you can notice a difference. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because it's trying to it's trying to keep that same resolution for yeah. both. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't do very well. No, but the TV that's the one drawback. Yeah, yeah, it's up there and it's on the the adapter, and nobody would know. But if no. I put the same yeah. image on both, you'd know. Yeah, no, for sure. It's not. That's not a great way to do it bust out who's joining us tonight that welcome for 
for you uh, coming out here, bust out. Good to see you. Says I want a projector screen cut to fit my desk size, and a short throw overhead projector. So it's just all. I, I guess what he's saying is just everything beyond the desk is a monitor. I wonder if you could <laughs> you put the projector, build it into your desk, and project on all the walls around you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my yeah. office at I, work that would be I awesome with all the walls. I haven't walls. seen. There are some short throw projectors, but. They they always suffer a little bit on the lighting side of things. Like they've gotten a lot better, but man, nothing. I mean, I don't know if anything beats a a, a well lit monitor, you know. So, well, it's it's like I've got these HPs, and I like I said, I had three of the same monitors surrounding me. It was nice because they were large. Yeah, yeah. But now I've just got the one, and it's disappointing. But yeah. it looks really nice. Well, and I've been messing around with VR. And I'll be honest, the the first time I got in there and I started looking around, I was like, "Oh, you well, mean tell, I could do?" Tell three, me how I, that's going, by the way. Three sixty monitors, um, pretty well. I've actually, um, I, I've been playing Beat Saber in the mornings, like to warm up for my for my walk. So I get up for twenty minutes, set my time. You know, speaking of timers, tell the watch, you know, right? Let me know in twenty minutes. Do twenty minutes of Beat Saber on that thing, and then what is that? I don't. It's know. a you have you have like a lightsabers and blocks are coming at you and oh, you have to so slice like the a, blocks and a game. It's a movement game. Yep. Yeah. And they have punching and all kinds of things that right. you can do that I'm kind of exploring. So I've been from a fitness perspective, um, just starting to explore that. And I think actually for things like warm-ups and I mean, I think you can actually there's some things you can do if you have the right space where you could really get your heart rate going on those things. So um the the imagery on them is absolutely amazing. Like you get in there and some in some of the spaces where the resolution is right, it's creepy. Like like it's like you start going, I start looking down and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a long ways away. You know. So have you noticed any motion sickness or the things that people have complained about? A little bit. Yeah. So little bit. Do. Not nothing that's too bad. I, I the more I'm doing it, the more I'm getting used to it type deal um i like what, it what about know. realism like no i know the most things aren't but like if you were to tour someplace like for visuals like maybe a, a city could you look around and see it in photograph quality at this point um, or is it still pixelated it, for it, yeah it all depends on what they what they're providing it in i i did google maps or google earth not very good um, you know, pretty, uh, well, what's that, that game? A, a good what's example. the big, what's the big block game? Um, you know, the, the, Tetris. no, that Microsoft bot that, 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 um, the kid game. Yeah. The kid, the kid, the, you, know, you, can, you can, yeah, you can break, you can build things and uh, yeah. Yeah. Robux anyways. or whatever it is. No. Yeah. It, it, somebody will throw in chat here. You guys know what I'm talking about. And for some reason I'm, I'm struggling to remember the name of that thing. Um, it's, in a lot of cases, it's just a step above that. Um, and so, like, so there's some areas for content that's specifically designed for that Minecraft. Minecraft. Thank you, Bob. Jeez, I don't know why. That just totally ran out of my Bob brain. Bob the award tonight. That's why we call him Producer Bob. That's what Because he's, he's behind the scenes producing, helping me all the time. I, Producer Bob, thank you. Bob, um, you come over to my show every once in a while. Help me out. <laughs> He's good to have around. He's good. He's good in a pinch. So anyways, so no, not, I don't think 
from a realistic standpoint, it's great yet. Now, I think a whole bunch of those headsets, those Quest 2s, got sold at Christmas time. And I think there's probably going to be some more stuff coming, um, some some more and some better stuff. I'm just trying to get comfortable with the movements, you know? But you, you mentioned the Google Street View and stuff. Yeah. I mean, how bad was it? I mean, was it passable? Is it similar to what you see on your monitor? It's exactly the same as the monitor, except when you're seeing it in VR, it's all you see. Whereas, yeah, whereas it's really bad. Whereas on your screen, you're like, oh, okay, that's close enough. Right. You know, yeah. But so you could move your head and you can see, you know, the 360 view of a neighborhood. Yeah. If, if it's, if it's built for that. Yes. Yeah. They have some things in, in Google maps or Google earth. I think it's Google earth. You can go in some places and then it's all 360. It has to be, it has to be built for that. Joe, Joe says this well, he says it's more immersive than realistic. And and that, that's a good, that's listen. If someone said, should I get one today? Yes. Yes, you absolutely should. For I think I got mine for 350. Um, it's absolutely ready for fun and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, is it ready player one? No. Like let's let's just be and it's super creepy going into chat rooms. Like I was like, <laughs> I went in and I'm like, I'm out. I, I I'm not ready for this. I'm a podcaster. Like, and I, I wasn't ready for it. I was like, no, this is too. This is too much for me. People in weird outfits and stuff, you know, you're like, yeah, no, no, I like this. I want to see the real you, right? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you've got Google Earth or Google Street View or any of those and you can go into a neighborhood, it gives you the opportunity to like, maybe you can't travel to that neighborhood. Maybe you can't travel to that, you know, area. It would be great to just go and look around and see things that you wouldn't normally get to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Joe makes a good point. They have some videos that you, that are 360 videos. So this is, you separate that from, I'm able to control the environment. Like on Google earth, I control where I go. When you're watching some of these videos, they have, I was, I think I saw this one flying in an F-18 and leaning over and looking at the ground. was kind of freaky, right? Yes. Now you don't have any control of that plane. It's a video that's been filmed with 3d cameras, right? Or if that's what they call it. But so it's a, there's a big difference in the, the, exp- uh, and, and I, I'm okay with both. I'm, I'm, I am okay. I think one of the cool things they have, um, you get a home, right? Where you can, and you can do certain things to it. And, but it, when you, when you boot into it, it's where you kind of land in, in the space. The graphics in that are pretty good. Like that home world stuff. Pretty, pretty good. Colorful. Uh, again, not realistic, but pretty good. You get in there and try it. That's one where you look over the edge. Like all the homes have an open infinity edge, so to speak. And you can walk out to it and look down. And you're like, holy crap. That's a, that's a long ways down there, right? Um, one day I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> uh, in real life? Oh, dude. Real <laughs> high level brief i had a friend of mine in las vegas he goes riding in jeeps and he took me over death valley over the mountains where there's no guardrails no trees no nothing and you go up 7500 feet 
on a path that's just barely wide enough for the Jeep itself. Yeah. Uh, let's say I found out I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> it's a bad time to figure that out, right? It was not good. Yeah. Uh, Joe's corrected me, actually. So he said flying on an F-18 and leaning over, looking at the ground was freaky. This is an actual flight he could control, right? Yeah, crashing it even more. Um, VTOL VR is the game I was referring to. So, yeah, there's some... Um, yeah, there's some of that too. I haven't done that yet, Joe. So I have to check that out. I haven't gotten that far on some of those games. So maybe there's some of those games where you can control it, where the where the video is a lot better. I'm not knocking it, by the way. I don't. I'm not knocking it for some of these things not being ready or not no. having. Uh, I'm just saying it's just this reality of it. There, there'll be better things to get into. The games are a little expensive. I mean, it's twenty bucks for every game or or more, and so you know, That's after a while, bad. you kind of. Well, you know, you buy a bunch of them. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess if you want to buy on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, right on. I mean, yeah. I really like the idea of the Google Maps and that type of stuff. Me too. Or, Me too. Or what you'll be able to do in the future. Like being able to, you know, I look at it from training point of views, teaching classrooms that people may not be able to, to travel to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know possibilities endless yeah. sir yeah yeah no right 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 on i watched a uh, video the other day of a thousand and one drones doing a um new year's new year's day uh, you know midnight or whatever uh presentation right it was you know so thousand drones with all these different lights on them doing all these different super cool right if you've never seen a drone show they're worth watching on youtube right they're they're pretty great but imagine if you could be in a vr headset on one of those drones like that would be cool like now seeing the show from the drone from from the drone's point of view yeah i mean there's a i mean uh, the more we talk about it, the more things I can think, oh, that'd be cool. This would be cool. Yeah, no, there could be. And I'm just scratching the surface. Like, like again, I said everybody should have one of these. At 350 I think they're 399 regular. Think about but, just sporting events. If every, like, hockey game, if somebody's helmet had a camera in it and you could sit in the headset and follow that person around as they were playing hockey or football or anything like that. Yeah. Okay, some good stuff in chat coming in. Bust out says PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch games are all 60 bucks. Okay, I get it. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I've been told. And then PC gamers are spoiled with a plethora of cheap games. That's true. That's true as well. And, and it's really mobile too. Mobile games are pretty cheap, right? Uh, Joe says Nintendo games are 50 bucks in 1994. By all inflation metrics, games should be $100 these more. And that's true too as well. Like, well, we, today's inf- it, inflation, that'd be probably a thousand bucks. Exactly. It's 60 bucks. That's not bad. Bob has the right thing. He says, YouTube 1001 drones, record breaking Christmas drone show. That's what it was. It was Christmas. Um, check that out. That's super cool. I think that was down in Texas. And then loud that would be. With Yeah, you got to kind of wonder. But they, they had if big, you were there, they had big speakers playing music over it. just wonder so. if you're like around a thousand drones just the that noise we had a fire in my neighborhood the other day and they they sent a drone out to check it out 
yeah. you could hear that thing coming. I mean, it was just whizzing by. Yeah. It was yeah. so impressive. I mean, I, I feel bad. It was right before Christmas and house four, like four down for me caught on fire. But the technology and how impressive it was for the drone to come out, check things out, the crew came in. I mean, it, it was impressive. Mm -hmm. But you could hear that drone coming from a mile away. When when you watch this video, this 1001 drones for Christmas, they're clearing the they're setting all these up on the on the stadium field, right? And then they're like, okay, you know, two minutes, clear the field, you know, get off the field. Can you imagine as all those drones lifted up? No. And I'm sure they lifted in in patterns so that they wouldn't run into each other. But can I you can't, imagine? I can't control sound? one. <laughs> I mean, I bought one with the the you know high def camera and all that, so we can get some good shots. Yeah, no, it doesn't work for me. And, they, and yeah. mine only lasts twenty minutes. They are a hundred feet in the air, so once they get up there, they're way up there. So you wouldn't—they're not like right on you, right? But but you have to watch that. Watch that. Um, Bust out thinks there's some indications that. Game prices are going to rise. Yeah, they probably will, just like everything else. And then Xbox Game Pass Ultimate does help with some of the higher cost console games, though. And I did the PC. I just purchased the ten dollar PC Ultimate so I could get Flight Simulator because I yeah now I can that run it on cool. this that new computer. Cool. So I've been messing around with Flight Simulator. Now if I could get Flight Simulator on the on the VR and control that thing. That would be, that would be kind of cool. All right, Jay, we, we have gone long enough. Jay, thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for being my friend and hanging out here and some good oh, conversation. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate thank you, you having me. The chat's impressive tonight. I like it. It oh, has. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, this has been the best chat we've had in a, in a while. I mean, everybody's jumping in. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, bust out Joe, Bob. Saw Brian out there a little bit earlier. Um, Tony, we missed you. Sorry that you didn't get a chance to be out here tonight. John was out there, but then got John got really quiet. Ryan checked in from DC. I mean, from uh, Vegas. Vegas earlier. Uh, did I miss anybody? Oh, Jim Shoemaker was out earlier as well. So we appreciate you guys coming out. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv forward slash live. John Maddox from Channels is with us next week. That'll be fun. Catch up with John. And what's going on at channels. He's kind of a fun guy to hang out with and super interesting. Um, and then Christian, you want to, you want to be here in two weeks. Christian's coming on. It's kind of a cyber frontiers, um, home gadget geeks. We're going to talk about what's going on at LastPass, And, um, so he's got a unique perspective on it and uh, I'll have some questions for him on it. And then on the 26, Ryan and Bob, um, are joining us. And I just realized, uh, oh, uh, Uncle Marv, I saw you out there earlier. And then I just realized I wrote, I thought I, Uncle Marv, I thought I put you down, but I'm not seeing you on my list. So I'll have to go back through those emails and make sure I've got that. Uncle Marv, go ahead. What about Sammy? Uh, it's it's not a good time for her. She just doesn't want to come on, just to be honest. She, I, I had her book twice, and each time we got close, she's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm not going to force her. Yeah, I'm not going to force her. There, there'll, there'll be another. There'll be a day. There'll be a day when it's time to to uh, to get her back on. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. We'd love to have you out in the chat room, like you heard tonight. Lots of chat going on. We'd love to have you as a part of it. You don't. You can stock it if you want. Um, 
And uh, we'd love to have you out for it. For those of you joining us on Patreon, thanks for doing that. I mentioned the average guy dot Patreon, the average guy dot TV. Let's just say the whole thing, right, Jim? The average guy dot TV slash Patreon. If you want to join us in Discord, the average guy dot TV slash Discord. Is that what I said? Yeah. And uh, and you, you and chat. Thanks for coming out tonight. For those listening live, if you are listening to the podcast and and uh, and you're now caught up. Good for you. Like you're done. You're, well, hopefully, hopefully you're caught up. I don't know. Maybe it's a year from now and you're not, but that's the future and I can't control that. Thanks for coming out yeah. with that. We'll say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jay, thanks for coming out. Thank you, sir. Good to have you guys in the chat room. Thanks for doing. Thanks for what's your, what's your next. Okay. Besides the cameras and stuff you got from a pod pure podcasting standpoint, audio wise. Do you have any gear that you're looking at that that you'll you'll replace here soon, or are you, are you set from that perspective? I have a portable, um, the Zoom H6. That's I'm I bought a couple of microphones, just simple, um, sure some 58s. So that's going to allow me to to go in the field and do some some recording. Um, but I'd like to to get the camera set up. I'd like to I'd like a uh, RE20 at some point. I just don't feel like I have a, a need for it. It's one of those things. And I do have a, I'm putting together a, another a second show. So that's um, something that's taken a lot of my time. I'm focusing on. I produced a song and I'm going to make that the intro to the show and um, hiring a voiceover guy right now to take care of it nice. for me. Not, why why a second show? I am doing um, an entertainment interview, news, and review show. So combining my my two loves of leadership in, in the entertainment world. Okay. So I'm excited. I've got about 30 guests lined up right now, and I'm pretty excited about it. Some of the nice, nice. rock bands that I grew up listening to and yeah. some of the um, country artists I had a chance to work with. Yeah. So it's... Getting yeah. pretty, That's it's cool. getting close. Nice. So I'm, nice. I'm more excited yeah. about it now. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I mean, you want to be excited about it. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not fun if you're not having fun, you know, and that seems a little, I mean, everybody goes, oh, thanks for that, Captain Obvious. But it's amazing the things we do well, you along it. these lines. And you're like, yeah, you're like, I don't know why I'm still doing this. I'm not having any fun. You know, why, why, why am I doing it? This is really dumb. Why am I still doing this? Well, we you do know, the, yeah. like you, you have Gallup. I have the leadership podcast and we talk mm-hmm. to leaders from around the world and that's great. I enjoy those conversations, but I also want to talk about the, the audio and the, you know, the other people I talk to comedians and so forth. So yeah, just more yeah. of the, the entertainment side yeah. that I can't really put on the other show. Right. Right. Well, and that's this for me. Like, I can't really do my technology stuff on the on on the right. on the Gallup side of things. So, so this gets me the same thing for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Well, um, uh, hang tight for me one sec, Jay. Uh, chat room. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for staying in the long haul for us, Brian. Brian says awesome to that, by the way, Jay. Um, and. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Uh, again, don't forget John Maddox from Channels is back. And 
we've been digging channels and uh, we'll, we'll get a rundown from him on what's going on uh, in the channel world and what does that mean for Plex and some of the other things that are going on. So we'll see you guys next Thursday. Come on, join us again. Um, thanks for coming out. You guys represented well. We'll see you guys next week.